Sports Snippets, Dennis Sullivan on a Saturday, September the 12th, 2020. Welcome to my podcast. So happy that you're listening in for a couple of minutes as I want to discuss today the NBA playoffs and how things are shaping up. So much happening now in the world of sports. Major League Baseball hitting the home stretch of the regular season. NFL just getting started. And now the NBA. Just want to talk about this, guys. Because things are really, really getting interesting. Had the opportunity to watch most of that second half. Game 7. Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics. Want to talk a little bit about not only that game, want to talk about this upcoming matchup between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Best of seven Eastern Conference Finals to see who prevails in the East and who will go and match up against the best team in the West. Just to discuss the West real quick before we move right into to Celtics Heat. Um, of course, you, you have the Lakers who are, have a commanding lead, lead. It's not wrapped up yet, but I mean, they have a three-game to one advantage in that series against the Houston Rockets. Denver Nuggets the other night pull out a really nice win. They were down by about 20 points, I think, or as many as 20 points over the Los Angeles Clippers to now make that a three-game-to-two L.A. Clipper advantage. They also will be playing uh, game six as well tomorrow. That's on Sunday. Uh, Another Nugget win would force a game seven. Of course, Clippers win. They're one win away from the Western Conference Finals. Los Angeles Lakers one win away as well from the Western Conference Finals. But let's talk... Let's talk a little Boston Celtic Miami Heat matchup. Now, I just wanted to, to touch on a little bit of Game Seven. I mean, it pretty much went down to the wire last night. Toronto gave it all they had. Tremendous effort by Toronto Raptors. I mean, you, you got to look at it like this. I mean, this is a team without Kawhi. I mean, yeah, they, they they've done a great job staying healthy and playing together. But I'm but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, this is a team that that did win it all in 2019 last year. But, of course, their franchise player is no longer on the team, and Kawhi Leonard, now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. What really, really set them back, I thought, was the Kyle Lowry fouling out uh, towards the end of that game. They still had a chance. I mean, it was starting to dwindle, but once he fouled out, that really pretty much did them in. I mean, they, they had that possession where they could have scored and really it could have made it much more interesting. Still had a chance, but I mean, I think that really was what would finally, that was the final uh, piece of the puzzle, I think, if you're a Celtic fan, that you needed to happen to pull out a Game 7 victory over the Toronto Raptors. Much credit given to some of the star players on the Celtics. And now I want to get into a little bit of Boston Celtic-Miami Heat discussion. Because the Celtics, I got to tell you, I mean, this is a different kind of Celtic team. For years and years and years, and even decades, all these Boston Celtics teams that I've been watching, 
pretty much all of them. And some of the great teams going back to the Larry Bird years with Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, those teams. I mean, the, the historical tradition as a fan, if I'm watching the Boston Celtics, is more of a veteran savvy maybe not necessarily the most athletic team but great basketball players fundamental players and they'll just beat you that way they're gonna outthink you they're gonna out execute you now this boston celtic team yes they play smart they do I mean, they are well-coached, and they play smart, but this is a little bit of a different Celtic team if I compare this team to the, to the teams of the past. Uh, this is more of a athletic, young type of team. They have the star power now all of a sudden, which I'll discuss here in just a second, but this is a, a team that, that, that really can just beat you with with a little bit of speed, a little bit of uh, slashing to the basket, uh, maybe a little bit of power. You know, they have, they have some big guys, a couple of centers on the roster. But getting into some of these star players, Jason Tatum, I mean, what a game seven he had last night, 29 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists. Jalen Brown, the emerging star for the Boston Celtics, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 4 steals. And then Kemba Walker, of course, who really, I mean, we know a lot about, of course, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, you know a lot about Kemba Walker. I mean, he's had a good career, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. He can still hurt you, I mean, with his scoring. Marcus Smart, well-rounded player, 16 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists. What really struck me uh, watching this game was the amount of steals that the Boston Celtics had. And I look at the playoff numbers and the playoff performance. The Heat better be careful because this team will make you turn it over. Uh, led by, as mentioned a moment ago, the Jalen Brown four steals. Everyone in that starting lineup had a steal. You had Jason Tatum had a steal. Daniel Thies, the center, only played 23 minutes, five points, five rebounds. He had a steal and two blocks. Kemba, Kemba Walker had two steals, and Marcus Smart had three steals. That's a lot. That's 11 steals amongst your starters. Robert Williams comes off the bench with four points, three rebounds, six assists. Nice contribution in 17 minutes. Celtics really didn't get much from their bench, though. And they, re- they didn't really even go to their bench that much. Um, Brad Wanamaker only plays nine minutes, doesn't score. Uh, Semi uh, Ojale, three points, three rebounds, only nine minutes. Grant Williams, only seven minutes, has two rebounds. He did add a steal, though, to that total. Uh, Toronto had better production off their bench okay but at the end this was a defensive game seven so at the end of the day everyone i think it was just the ability of the boston celtics to kind of get themselves a few extra good shots there weren't a ton of good shots available in that game seven um but tatum and brown i think were a little too much 
mixed in with a little Kemba and Marcus Smart, just a little too much. Lowry fouling out, as mentioned, certainly did not help the cause. Siakam did not have that great of a series. We hear that pretty much all the time <laughs> lately, but I thought he played well down the stretch. I mean, Siakam's still a good player. He still did contribute. I mean, he had some that one really big shot inside on the right side there. Uh, and he, he he gave it all he had. So tough loss for Toronto, tough tough setback. I want to spend a few minutes before I close out this Saturday on the upcoming matchup with the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, game one set for Tuesday. Now I'm going, going to say this. If you're the Miami Heat, Boston's just a little bit too good, too athletic to try to win this series with Jimmy Butler scoring 35 to 40 points a game. Now, if you're a Miami Heat fan, sure, you're not going to uh, to turn that possibility down. I mean, if the Heat were to win game one and Jimmy Butler has a great, awesome performance, no one's going to complain about that. I just don't think that's really the recipe that's going to beat the Celtics. I think that when I look at these rosters, however, the Miami Heat, are a deeper team even when Hayward returns for the Celtics okay that's a big loss Gordon Hayward loss went down with the ankle injury at the beginning of the playoffs he is set to return however for the Eastern Conference Finals but I look at the depth for the Heat it's just a little bit better it's a little bit deeper And it's a little bit more, when I say better, a little bit more high-quality player you're going to get as we go deeper into that bench, in my humble opinion. Goran Dragic has had an amazing playoffs for the Miami Heat. He's averaging just under 35 minutes a game, second-leading scorer for the Heat, at just over 21 points a game. I mean, can you believe for all that Butler's done, he's done so much, and all we've heard of Jimmy Butler... Rightfully so. He's still averaging 21.8 points in the playoffs. Very good. Goran's checking in with 21.1. Not to mention the four and a half rebounds and close to five assists a game and a little over a steal a game. So, I mean, Goran Dragic, this guy has been in the league for a long time. Seems like... And for the playoffs, remember, he, he, went, he was coming off the bench for the Heat for most of the regular season. And then they flip-flopped him and Kendrick Nunn, it seems, for the playoffs. Kendrick Nunn only averaging about 13.5 points a game. Now, of course, Kendrick Nunn's a very valuable player for the Heat still, no doubt. I mean, this is a rookie guy. I mean, he's, he's, he hasn't been in the league very long at all. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Coach Spolstra apparently going with the experience, going with the guy that he has coached now for a handful of years in Goran Dragic, who seemed to have entered a time capsule of some sort prior to the postseason. And it's like he pressed the button that said, go back 10 years till I'm in my mid-20s. This guy is playing phenomenal. And if you're a Heat fan, you've got to be excited about that. Bam Adebayo is just going to be a key piece for the Heat in this series. I like, though, how he matches up. Playoff averages for Bam 
little over 16 points, just under 12 rebounds, five assists, about a steal and a block a game are pretty much what he's giving the Heat. We know all about Bam and what he can do. Very athletic player, very physical player, and he's matching up against a team with Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. I mean, these are good players. Bam is a huge key for the Heat in this series. Tyler Hero has had a very nice postseason for the Heat, coming in at about just under 15 points a game. Of course, with the Heat, you have that three-point shooting that you hear so much about, and rightfully so. Hero also checks in with just under five rebounds, a little over three assists a game. Jay Crowder, great pickup for the Heat, averaging 30 minutes a game in the postseason. And just under 13 points, six rebounds, about two assists. Duncan Robinson, the other three-point threat for the Heat, coming in eh, around 10.5 points a game. Kelly Olynyk, another three-point threat off the Heat bench. Kendrick Nunn, as discussed, will be coming off the Heat bench. I look for him maybe to, to, to get a little bit more minutes, as do possibly Derek Jones Jr. as well. Last but not least, you have Andre Iguodala, the veteran that the Heat picked up also, along with Jay Crowder. Now, you don't really see much of Andre Iguodala in a box score. Nothing stands out at you. Nothing really big on the highlight reel. Nothing really big in the news. But still, he provides really good defense. His big number are the almost 21 minutes a game that he's been averaging in the postseason has played in all nine playoff games so Andre Iguodala is getting plenty of time off that Miami Heat bench not to be frowned upon as a Heat or Boston Celtic fan um you know and if I have one criticism of the Celtics I mean a bench of Robert Williams Brad Wanamaker Ojale and Grant Williams that's not going to overwhelm I don't think anyone. I mean, it's complimentary, but it's nothing that fantastic. I think everyone, what we're gonna, what it's gonna boil down to is, can the Heat, can can the Heat, just keep Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in check? Okay, Kemba is probably gonna get his points. Kemba Walker. But you look at Tatum's averaging over 25 points a game in the playoffs. 10 rebounds, 4 assists. What about Jalen Brown? 21 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal and a half, and half a block. Tatum averages over a block a game. So, I mean, can the Heat neutralize Brown and Tatum? That's the big question. And really, can Bam and Crowder kind of hold their own inside? I like the Heat's chances in this this playoff series. But if Tatum and Brown start to kind of have their own way, they could be in trouble, especially with now what is supposed to be healthy or you know, healthier, healthy to play, Gordon Hayward. Remember, he averaged about 17.5 points a game during the regular season. So, guys, I can go on and on and on about this for another 15 minutes. (laughs) But we're at about the 15-minute mark here, going on to 16 minutes of this podcast. So 
I'm going to let you go for now. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to discuss. NBA playoffs. Just hitting full stride. Okay, we got uh, Game 5 tonight. Lakers-Houston Rockets. And then we got Sunday... We have that game six, Denver Nuggets, L.A. Clippers. Plenty going on. Plenty going on, guys. Leave a comment. Leave me a voicemail. Let's discuss this stuff. Let's see what's going to happen. This is Sports Snippets with Dennis Sullivan. Saturday, the 12th of September, I'm going to talk to you. Yes, you. Real soon. Over and out for now. And make it a great day.